The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kara. Hi, Kim. It's good to see you again today. Good to see you again today as well. In this episode, we are going to be talking about frequently asked questions and how to use them to build better customers and better customer relationships. So this is part of our initiative to help you get more content out into your website and to be able to utilize content that's going to build up your SEO, give you things to post on social media, also really help your customers be able to relate to your business in a easy way as well as create better customers when they walk through your door. So Kara, do you have a frequently asked questions page on your website? You know, I have kind of a mini version of that, but all of my research has made me feel like it's time to expand it. But I think that's kind of one of the cool things is you can start small and then grow from there, which we're going to talk about. Absolutely. And I have an FAQ, particularly on the Gestalt part of my business. I mean, business coaching is a little bit straightforward, but Gestalt people always have a lot of questions about. And I end up fielding those questions a lot when they call and talk to me. So rather than being able to get straight to the point of saying, how how can I help you or how can we work together to get you out of your own way? We end up going over a lot of questions about what is Gestalt and what do the horses do in the process and how will this help my business and all of those things. So in a way, for Frequently asked questions are a place for you to be able to put a repository of information that is really important to your customers. Let me dive into the big three and then let's talk about exactly what a frequently asked questions page looks like or FAQs look like for your business. So our big three for today is to start with the person who is the first contact in your business because they're going to have typically the best understanding of what people frequently ask. The second thing is to formulate your FAQs into three stacks. And I'll give you the three stacks when we get to that point in the podcast. And then the final one is to publish and distribute the frequently asked questions that you have collected. But I think the first thing to get a good understanding about is what is FAQs and how can we utilize those? Kara, you want to talk about that real quick? You've got some good thoughts here. Yeah, your FAQ page or your frequently asked questions page is really a dedicated page on your website or even in your materials, your documents that provides potential consumers with simple and quick answers to common questions about your business in an organized manner. Simple as that. So you guys have all probably spent time on one of these, even if you didn't know you did or not, but you have probably spent some time on this. So a couple things that you need to consider, reasons why you should consider creating an FAQs 
page. First of all, it's just another way to showcase your industry expertise. You're answering questions for people. You're putting that information out there. It's just another way to help build your expertise in your industry. Also, a majority of Google searches are now in the form of questions. So think about when you go to Google, most of the time we're not putting in keywords, we're putting in a silly question. We just did an episode on scam. So most common scams, you know, question mark. We're, we're putting that in there. So it's really in the form of a question. So it's a very rich in SEO value and it can help improve your web search results ranking. Another reason why you should have one of these pages is for your clients. It will make your clients and potential clients happy because you're providing answers to their questions and it saves them time and energy to have to go out and look for that information. It also saves you time and energy because you don't have to respond repeatedly to the same questions over and over and over again at all those different places that you typically have to respond to people. I also think that it's a great place for your business's personality to shine through. You can really inject a little bit of your branding in there and your businessality. Is that a word? Did we talk about that before? I don't think it's a word, but I've made it up. So it's okay. It's a word in Kim's dictionary. Okay. I've heard you say that. Okay. So you can have your businessality shine through. It's also another way to simply build trust with your clients. And that kind of comes back to the industry expertise, but also that you are, you know, coming through for them by answering their questions and knowing in advance what a lot of their questions will be. So you're prepared for that. So let's start with the very first of the big three. Start with the person of first contact in your business. Kim, can you explain to folks who that is? Because I think I even asked you, what the heck are you talking about here? <laughs> yeah, because the first contact, I don't know. Did you think we were talking about aliens in first contact? Um. <laughs> well, I mean, probably. And then I think about me being a solo business owner. I think to myself, well, every contact is me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. For some of us, that's true. We are the person who answers the phone and we are the person who has to take care of the service and all of those things. So if you're a single owner business, you are the person of first contact. But a lot of times, even small businesses have a person that they have hired to kind of be a representative of that organization. Or if let's say you're a dog groomer and you work in a place where there's like 10 dog groomers and then there's one person who answers the phone. That's the person I'm talking about. What I want to know, who I want to sit down and begin my frequently asked question conversation with is the person who has the first contact with the customers. Because that person is going to have answered these questions so many times when you ask them, what do people typically ask when they call in or when they reach out via email or when they message, that that person can rattle off the number one reasons of questions that you need to have are the number one selections for that. So every FAQ should start here. The, the cool thing about this is when you ask that individual how, you know, what are the questions that they ask, the customers ask, you can also ask them how they're answering those questions, which will help you formulate your FAQ section because it's a question than an answer, right? So here's where it can be beneficial to an owner who has not them answering their those questions is you can create a company line of answers. In other words, you can modify how that individual who answers the phone or answers the emails responds to certain questions so that you always present a consistent and united front. Because I've got to be honest, in customer service, nothing is worse than a consumer 
talking to one associate and getting an answer to one of their questions and then walking over and talking to a different associate and that person gives them a different answer. Automatically, it's it's no longer trust. You know, there's a lot of things that can go awry when you have two different answers or people answering questions in two different ways. So the FAQs are also really good employee training. So after you talk to that very first person of first contact in your business, then you're going to want to go into talking to the sales and service members of your team. Now, if you're a one woman or one man band, you need to sit down with the parts of yourself that show up in these different roles and ask yourself, what are the questions that people ask me? What are the answers that I really want publicly known? And then even if you don't publish them on your website or publish all of them on your website. Keep a a written document so that everyone is answering those questions the same every single time. Or if you're me, you answer them the same every single time and people don't go, well, you told me the last time I talked to you that blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that's my two cents on how to get started. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. First of all, I like the idea of just don't stress about making it a comprehensive list. You can always add questions as they come up. So sit down, set the framework, and then work on it as you go. Another way to think about getting some your FAQs together when you're thinking about what questions do I need is run what you think a frequently asked question is through the Google search bar to see if there are other ways that people might ask that question. That's important because you might find a way that's more common or a way that your ideal client would ask that question. And it's also a good way to see what other people are searching that's related and that might help inspire your FAQ section. I also would recommend, Kim said, go to the source, those people that are the first contact for your business, but you can also pull questions from emails that you've responded to or that you've gotten social media post questions. So if you post something and people are asking questions, maybe how to work with you, that sort of thing, you can pull those phone calls that you've received, responses to direct messages. So start thinking about those things mindfully. And when they come in, you know, you can start kind of compiling that list so that you're not having to answer those questions over and over again. They are perfect for your FAQ page potentially. And then the last thing I'd recommend when you're fleshing this out is if you're looking for inspiration and you're not 100% sure what people might be asking, maybe you're newer to the industry, look at your competitors' FAQ pages. Give it a quick Goog and see what they have on there. you might find that the way you answer that would be different. It, you might find that there's questions there that you hadn't thought about yet or been asked yet that you might want to get ahead of, or that maybe you're ahead of the game when it comes to putting your FAQ page together. Absolutely. And always be thinking when you're putting this page together about creating a better customer, about creating better knowledge for your customer base, and about giving your customers the things that you know that they need to know, but they don't know yet that they need to know. So there's a lot of times in in businesses that clients and customers don't always know what to ask. 
and you as the business owner, a lot of times do, you know, those things you wish your customers understood before they walked through your door. And that's something that you can plant in this FAQ section and be able to really utilize one to get your head on straight about it, but two, to build a better customer so that when they walk through the door of your business, they're more primed to buy, they're more prepared for what the service process is going to be, and they're better aligned with how you do business in your business. So even if you have a business that all those other competitors, like Kira said, do it your way so that you're building the perfect customer for your specific business. All right, Kira, I think it's time to go on and talk about the the three stacks of customer FAQs that I would recommend. Whenever we're talking about frequently asked questions, your customers kind of fall into three categories of customers that come and look or ask questions. The first group is new customers. The second group is service customers. And the final group are people looking to troubleshoot or solve a problem. So the first group of people are new customers. And your frequently asked question section that deals with them should cover things like how you do business or how your product or service works, competitive differentiators without necessarily calling out the other brands of your competitors, but but pointing out the things that your product or service does differently or excels at. Your brandinality or your businessality would be another thing you would really want to show here because these are people that are coming to your frequently asked questions section looking to make a decision on whether they want to work with you. Other things that you can put here are timelines and guarantees and all of the check marks that consumers look at to be able to decide which product or service out there is best for them. And is it your business or is it somebody else's? These are people that are coming to do research on your business. They're going to come to your website. They're going to be calling in and talking to your your people. And so these are the common things that they're going to want to know. Kira, do you have anything to add to the new customer one before we move on to the service people? Well, I think, um, like you said, this is really where customers are going to determine if they're a good fit for you. So this is a good place to really, really set it up for your ideal client. That would be the big thing that I would add. And and the point that you made about like, you don't have to be like your competitors and your answers don't have to be like your competitors. They should be geared towards the person that you want to serve. Absolutely. Now, the second level of this for your FAQ, the second stack, are going to be customers that you're currently serving. These are people who have purchased a product or purchased a service from you, and now they're coming back to you with questions about that particular service. So these are, in this category, you would put anything that would be instructions, like how to use a product, how to get the most out of the product or service or service needs. So in this particular stack, I'm I'm thinking of my my favorite examples with dog groomers. I came from a family of dog groomers, right? So I I have a lot of this in my blood and I've listened to them complain bitterly about the fact that they wished people would comb out their dogs a lot of times in between grooms because it would make the groomer's job easier, the pain and the stress less on the animal. And so they really wished there was some care in between when the person picks the dog up from the groomer and the next appointment. So for a groomer's FAQs, they might put 
in there for specific for breeds because it's going to be different than poodles, than Bernese Mountain Dogs, than Labradors. But they might want to come up with maybe a breed specific FAQ that talks about how to care for your dog in between grooms. Okay, so that's just an example. You're for a service oriented business. For a product oriented business, here's what I found out working for the saddle pad company. People need to know how to put that saddle pad correctly on their horse. There are a couple of things that they need to do. They needed to get the plate aligned correctly and they needed to pull that pad up into the gullet of the saddle in order to be able to get good wither relief and shoulder movement. So having an FAQ section that talks about how to put the pad on the horse gives them good instruction, helps set them up for success from step one. So from your service question, This is where you go to the people who call in or your returns. Like why do people return things to your business if you're selling a product? And you want to combat those things in this service area of your FAQs because the hope is that people are going to read this before they use the product or service and be able to rectify those problems before they even get started. And then the final stack that I want to talk about is problem solving. So these are people who have experienced a problem and now they're looking to solve it. And the goal here is to to be able to provide customer service to your customers at 3 a.m. when your employees aren't available or you're not available, that people can go and get good information about how to troubleshoot something. And selling a a product, this seems to make a lot of sense, but it also makes sense for the service-oriented people as well. So that groomer, again, may have an FAQ about what to do when your dog has a mat or what to do when I don't know, you have a poop explosion on the back end of your dog and and now you need to be able to take care of it in a way that's good with its coat rather than grabbing the scissors and just chopping all the hair off. So, you know, you've got to look at, at what is it for your specific business that people tend to run into as a problem that causes complaints or agitations and then your FAQ section becomes your customer service department when you're not available to be able to be present for that. The final comment I have here, and I know I've talked a really long time, but the final comment I have here is also don't forget to include your referral programs, how to stay in touch with you on social media and email, and how to leave a testimonial or review for people. Because a lot of times they want to provide referrals or they want to provide follow you or be more engaged with your brand. And sometimes that gets left out of the sales process. In my opinion, it shouldn't get left out of the sales process or somebody forgot. And now they want to come back to your website and be able to do that. So I would include that in the service area of your FAQs to talk about those things so that people can take advantage of your referral programs, better brand engagement, and then also leaving you things that can be used for the future. Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. 
It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with fasthorsephotography.com. That's fasthorsephotography.com. Now, to me, if I were to go in and think about these three things and then be reworking my FAQ page, I probably would weave this in naturally and not actually have them broken out. Do you recommend that people actually have like three separate sections in their FAQ page or that you just have the questions kind of in a appropriate way follow this format? like keeping these people in mind? You could do it either way. I think it depends on how your company shows up. For me, I would work these into a lot of this into the text of my website, but have them at very specific pages. Like the new customer one, I would put at maybe on the contact page, whereas the service one I might put on the services or the shops page if you have products. And then I might even break out the problem solving one and make it an actual page on its own that has a has a navigation link so that people don't get lost trying to find it. Customer satisfaction, especially when you're selling a product, is really, really key. I've worked for a lot of companies that have money back guarantees, and it's never a good thing when you get a product back, If you even if you offer that 100% guarantee and the person is happy. Ideally, we want them to be with the product, and typically a problem-solving FAQ can solve the issue. So having that as a separate nav. So I think it depends on how your website is constructed. If you have a dedicated FAQ page, I might put a navigation like a sub nav at the top that has a clickable link that says frequently asked questions for new customers, frequently asked questions about how to use our product or service and then troubleshooting or something like that. So people can actually click and go to the section of the FAQ they want. FAQs can get really, really complex. So remember that for your customers and help them in the navigation of your website as much as you possibly can to be able to find the right information that they need in that moment. Because your customer service people will take care of figuring out which stack they fall into. But when people are self-serving on a website, they need to be able to find it quickly. Otherwise, they get flustered and leave. Our attention spans in our culture are the length of a gnat's attention span. We just don't have any. So the faster and easier you can make it for people, the more likely they are to comply. Excellent. So now let's move on to number three, where we talk about the uber important step of publishing and distributing. I know you've been talking a lot, but do you want to jump into that as well with your recommendations? Sure. Publishing and distributing, it's more than just your website. Okay. I think we've kind of made that clear throughout this entire discussion is that there's also this employee facing side of things. But you know, this goes beyond that. Printing out your FAQs and selected FAQs and especially including them in the product box where you have a printout that says FAQs. You can also create more in-depth non-public facing ones for answering questions just to make sure everybody has that 
baseline that that they can answer things on instruction booklets I, I mean there's a there's a lot of ways make videos is another you know FAQ video would be a really handy thing to have as a matter of fact I have a client who recorded an audio FAQ. I had forgotten all about this until right now. So she compiled all the questions that people had about her program and she went into a studio and recorded the answers. So she had like an interview situation set up where one of her clients came in, actually asked the question and she answered it. And it was an audio file that was able to be sent out to people who were interested in joining her program. And it covered the whole thing. It was like, an interview and it worked out really really well it sounded very natural and it it felt very compelling to listen all of the way through so that's even another idea about how to do it but the goal here is to publish and distribute what it is that you have collected with your FAQ. And my final comment here is that I'm going to tell you the goal for some businesses when I've worked with them, especially on website development, to create an FAQ is so that people don't ask the same questions over and over and over again. I'm going to tell you from personal experience customers are still going to ask you the question. I don't care if it is in your print material, if it's on your website, a lot of times when they call in or when they talk to you, they're going to ask the same question and they're going to have read the answer. But what they're looking for is consistency so they can build trust. So don't get flustered. Don't hand them the piece of paper and say, here's our FAQs, go read them. They're not your employee. Your employees should be required to read them. But your customers just want to hear you say it the same way twice. Because when you answer their question the same way twice, then they can believe the answer that you gave them. And they may even ask it again again somewhere down the line. It takes a lot of patience to be able to say it's okay for people to ask you the question that's on the FAQ. And don't just ever send a customer to your FAQ section when they have a question. It's just like, oh, that question's in our answered in our FAQs. If you want to go to our website at this page, no, 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 no. That's not good customer service. Your FAQ is there to support your other customer service endeavors. And yes, some customers will self-serve and answer their own questions. Others will not. They'll have to ask it two or three more times before they believe the answer. Well, and sometimes you just need confirmation. You know, it just, you're like, is that really what I'm reading? Is that correct? And you just can't help sometimes but ask for confirmation, especially if it's about a big investment potentially, or if they're on the fence about working with you or not working with you. And with small businesses, sometimes if your FAQ page isn't updated regularly, it's just good due diligence to follow up and make sure that that's still the practice before you make a deposit or submit a retainer. So that just makes a lot of sense. So awesome. Okay, so let's just do a quick review then of the big three around creating a frequently asked questions page for your business. First of all, start with the person of first contact in your business. Let's face it, they're taking these questions all the time. They probably have a pretty good idea of what you know needs to be included in your FAQ page. There's lots of other ways that we've listed today though that you can also help flesh 
that out. Second, formulate your frequently asked questions into three stacks, the new customer or potential customer, the service customers, and the problem solving questions. And then don't forget to leave out referral programs, where they can find you online and how they can connect with you and or leave a review and testimonial. I often see that left out. So it's a great thing that if you had that, you're kind of ahead of the game. And then the third thing, publish and distribute. It's time to make it accessible, get it out into the world, have it set up so that you can easily put it to use for yourself. And if you happen to have employees that your employees can put it to use and that everybody has a consistent message. I think that's it for us today. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to find us online at thebusinessanimal.com and on social media at thebusinessanimal on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.